Welcome to Crushing It, a podcast with notes of knowledge, hints of hilarity, fun forward, and super cheesy, which always pairs well with wine. That's good. Mm. <laughs> a little bit of class goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. Really pleasurable mouthfeel. On a scale of like prison hooch to a Willamette Valley sunrise, I would rate this a solid seven. Girl knows what she wants. <laughs> they need to put wine in pounders. I'd like to get my hands on that Methuselah. What is that? <laughs> oh, shit about this wine. <laughs> all right. Let's get this going, right? All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Welcome to Crushing It. Crushing It. I'm Sarah. That's Carly. Woof. Over there, crushing it. <laughs> Just crushing it. And we have something exciting this week. Yeah, we do. We sh- we really do. <laughs> we have been to places that have women winemakers, but we have not had the opportunity to sit down with them. So this is our first time for that. Yes. It is the first time for a female winemaker to sit down with us and Latina. So that was also a really great experience just seeing the diversity in the Willamette Valley and how it is changing so much. And the place that we traveled was Alumbra Cellars. Yes, it's awesome. Here in beautiful, well, I guess it's technically Dayton, right? It is technically Dayton, yes. And the winemaker and owner of Alumbra Cellars, Elena Rodriguez, sat down with us in her vineyard in her glamping tent and showed us a great time. It was my first experience camping and I loved it. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I'm a camper now. (laughs) That was a real tent. It was a real tent and we had rocking chairs. We had blankets. We had the vineyard right in front of us. It was so cool. I mean, it was just a gorgeous, very just special spot to taste. Now, the first time we tried to go visit her was during the ice storm. And this is one of the things that we had to postpone. Turns out this day that we got to go back was a wee bit windy. It was a windy day. Luckily, (laughs) we didn't have any rain, but it was windy. Much like the first place that we visited, Siltstone, it is in kind of an area where there's some noise. There's some background noise. Um, but we're uh, going to yeah. call it um, we're going to call it an immersive experience. So picture this. No, I'm oh, just kidding. Yes. Close your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> but we were in our tent and um, the doors were open so that we could look out on the vineyard, which was really cool because you're just sitting right down in the vineyard. And we didn't even realize that the mics were picking up all this sound because it wasn't distracting to us. Yeah. And turns out those mics are pretty good. Imagine my surprise that they um, can't pick up my voice, (laughs) but they can pick up the car that is driving by and shifting. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know what? This is what we do. We go to the places. That's what you said, right? Go to the places. That's our thing. We go there. And we experience the whole meal deal so that we can talk about it 
And honestly, we have not been to a bad place yet. So when we say these places are awesome, we mean it because we're there. And <laughs> this was just a lot of fun. Elena does a great job telling her story, like better than we can do. But um, it's it's all about family. It's all about culture and her Mexican heritage. And it's so cool. It was very special. And she is so sweet. But also, it was amazing to hear just how hard uh, she is working to figure this out and make her father's dream a reality. And now it is also her dream. And she is, may I say, crushing it. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she and, is it. <laughs> and she is figuring out also how to make a difference. So let's uh, let's let her tell her story. She does it better. Yeah, she does it much <laughs> better. And um, grab a rocking chair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you have one? No, but. No, I'm not even going to try and rock in this chair. I'll probably oh. end up on the floor. Oh, my God. Do you have a blanket? Yeah, of course. Grab a blanket. You've got your <laughs> glass of wine. Yes, and, I do. And um, here we go. We'll go outside and enjoy a day in the vineyard. Cute. Hold on, hold on. Who is this nurse turned wine maker? This is pretty impressive. All right, introduce us. Ah, uh, yes. Here we are. We got lucky. It, there was a downpour here earlier. The blue skies have come. We've got some puffy clouds. I can't guarantee it won't rain again. And we are out in our glamping tent. Mm -hmm. So please excuse any rain or wind noise, but our setting is amazing. So we don't care. But we are here at Alumbra Cellars. Alumbra. That was nice. Like Alumbra? That. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Alumbra. Yeah. I, yes. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I we am are glad here. that I can do it. <laughs> we are here with Elena Rodriguez. Hello. Thank you for coming oh out here. I'm so glad it was a nice day. Anyways, we're able to come here this time. <laughs> well, yeah, the yes. last time we tried, we had our epic ice storm. Ugh, yes. And then it turns we're out it's still it, it, trying <laughs> to get out of that. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely still cutting trees up at, at the at the roommate's house. Yes. But um my tree finally came off our house. Oh my goodness. So it fell it, it fell on your guys' house? <laughs> yeah. And stayed there. And stayed there for too long, but the whole tree has now been cut away and they removed it. They did a great job. We do sometimes get frost damage down here because I'm down on the valley floor. So that, these are the struggles of having a vineyard down here on the valley floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You have to really understand what's going on at this elevation versus yes, <laughs> what is. other people are surrounding you are having to deal with. Yeah. So it's one of those, you know, because the cold air just kind of settles down. So, you know, the eel, you can see eel amity, that little ridge up there. It's like right there halfway between the hill. That's like a perfect spot to have those vineyards. So. I have a lot of struggles down here. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. So then the other vineyard, you were saying that you were up somewhere outside of 
Carlton. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that is um, Chris Barnes, old wedding road vineyard. Chris James Sellers. Oh, so yeah. So that's who I've learned winemaking from, Chris Barnes. Oh. Um, Chris James Sellers. Nice. So, cool. Yeah. Okay. Starting to, I mean, we're just getting done with the, you know, tying down, pruning part, and yeah, moving along, starting to, getting the tasting tent ready for my club member only tasting. So I'm starting to open it up next weekend for club members. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> okay. So that's the plan, and the tent is for club members only. Yeah, club members only for a while, and then once the summer hits, like June, I'll open it up for the whole public if they want it. Okay. And it, but it's still still by appointment only. Sure. Yeah. yeah. How many appointments, like on a regular Saturday or Sunday, um, would you do? Let me try to think how many I did. I started at eleven. I ended at five. Um, and how did it work out? It was probably like five or so appointments yeah there yeah that's a busy day yeah for sure (laughs) i am not the one to be like no sorry i'm like really i'm so like okay yeah so i'd like pull out like maybe these and sit out the vineyard (laughs) and they would sit out the vineyard and i'd be like over there pouring them that is so nice but it actually is really cool because we're in this big canvas tent and we've got this view. But if it was sunny, you could be out on the porch or you could be right out in the vineyard because it's just right there. And that's not yeah. actually like a tasting experience that many places offer these days. That's one of the things that I really wanted to um, kind of do with my brand, Alumbra, um, is I really wanted to shine light. That's what Alumbra means, to shine um, light on the vineyard. So the vineyard part of it. Um I mean, growing up here in Willamette Valley and, you know, going to tasting rooms and stuff, I feel like it really eliminated a lot of the vineyard and the vineyard workers. Um, And it really focused on the the winemaking and the winemaker, which is, you know, a important part too. So I kind of wanted to bring the vineyard into all this and kind of just when I talk about my wine, I definitely talk about my vineyard workers, just because that's where I started out in the vineyard um, before I started making wine. So, yeah. Okay, let's get to that. But first, tell us what we're drinking. Oh, yes. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Carly. I know sometimes. Drink it all, but. Um... <laughs> it was just really good, so it's gone already. <laughs> it's really nice. When I see I'm starting with any sort of bubble, I say yes. <laughs> yeah, so this is a brand new wine I decided to make this year. I made a ton of rose last year because of the smoke. Um, yes, we've and heard that. Just yeah. really tried it. Uh, I doubled my rose quantity and then I kind of got nervous about selling a lot of just still rose. And so I decided to split half of it into um, sparkling. So this is a forced carbonation. Um, sparkling wine that I decided to make out of um so it's 100% Pinot Noir from the from this vineyard amazing yeah Yeah, that was delicious (laughs) yeah I mean oh was it Carly oh it was (laughs) (laughs) it it, it was it was really delicious yeah Yeah, that's easy to drink a whole bottle of it it, it's happened I've given it to my family, Allegedly. and they're like, oh my god, that is so good. I was like, because I was a little nervous about it. It's the first time I've made a sparkling, and um, a little bit of the chemistry in it, you know, when you put CO2 in it, it makes it more drier, and, you know, so I was just trying to figure out how much residual sugar to, to leave in there. I've never done, you know, trials of that or anything, so, and it was a last-minute decision, so I was like, oh my gosh, should I add residual wow. sugar in it, or should I not, or should I just leave it as it is? You just did went you? for it. I just went for it, and I didn't. I just left it as it was. Okay. <laughs> So, like, yeah. yeah, we like dry. So yeah, I like dry. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
that worked out. It did. It worked and out great. So 2020, will you continue to do that? Or I think I will. Um, I think I will. My so my site, um, it retains a lot of acidity. So my fruit retain. I've kind of realized that now. This is my last year was my third vintage. Okay. Okay. Um, making wine, and so every year I've seen that my fruit really holds its acidity well, and so I think I, you know, you want to have good. Yeah. crisp and acidity and sparkling mm-hmm. wine in it and I think I will continue to do that yay. yeah uh yeah yay <laughs> <laughs> I've been driving this road for a bajillion years did you realize there was a vineyard here driving by because well, there's so many people that drive by that here people don't realize and it. I start explaining to them mm-hmm. I'm like you know the house the, tri- the, you know, the triangle through, house. the triangle house yeah <laughs> and they're like yeah they're like there's a vineyard there I'm like yep there's a vineyard there. yeah I don't think because I always go on the other side and I don't think I've ever been on this. Like, I've never turned where I just turned right now. <laughs> but so this ever. turn that you go, mm-hmm. it's on your left. Yeah. This vineyard is on your I left. I would be able to see it this the entire time. This tent is on your left. Yeah. 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 But you're that so worried me. about not getting hit by a car, and then you have to take a Big left time. there. There's too many weird turns <laughs> over here. <laughs> but yes. There yeah. it is. Most people don't realize no. that it's here. There's very uh-uh. few people that that when I start explaining to them, they're like, oh yeah, that's been Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. 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 It's 2005. (laughs) Planting away. (laughs) But now I know. (laughs) So your dad planted the vineyard in what year then? Yeah. In 2005. Okay. And his plan was to sell it. Did he sell it? He sold it for about, he took care of it and managed it or hired contractors to take care of it for a good um, nine, 10 years. Selling oh, wow. the fruit. Okay. Selling okay. the fruit. And okay. my brother, Junior, helped him with that. So, Leo. Everyone knows him by Leo now. <laughs> my brother, Leo, is... He, so, he's always been here with my dad through all this and has helped him um, sell the fruit. What year did you leave to go to school? So, I left in 2001. Okay. And, and you were going to be a nurse. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and so, I left and I went to Uvo, actually. Oh. Go nurse! <laughs> the story was so good. There had to be a twist. I knew there was going to be payback. <laughs> and yeah, I was, so I studied human physiology and um, went on, then I decided to, to do nursing and then I moved to Texas and I went naturally and lived to, yes. um, <laughs> lived in Austin. It was a super oh. awesome city. Well, to I like Austin like, a lot. I loved lived. It. I, I lived. lived in Dallas. Okay. But mm-hmm. visiting Austin. <laughs> She's like, okay. It's very no, but different. I ended, up moving, I ended up moving to Fort Worth after, oh, like, okay. after like four years in, in Austin, I decided, decided to move to Fort Worth. It had a more of like a smaller country like you know small town feel and being from good old day and i was kind of like well yeah going to the stockyard that's (laughs) like a show and a half right there they every day at a specific time they let the geriatric bulls walk through (laughs) and it's supposed to be the stampede but they're so old and like sad (laughs) they just so these longhorns are just walking through town every day at a certain time still Yes. Like it's it. it's pretty cool. I really like the history of downtown Fort Worth. It's really cool Stockyards. place. It's, it was really, it was really neat. Yes. So, Very yeah. Neat. Okay. So, so then I you're was, in Fort Worth. Yeah, I got, I was. Uh, and you're nursing at this point. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was working at Cook Children's Hospital at the time. 
and um, so pediatrics, is pediatrics, what you mean. yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I immediately wanted to do because I, I mean, I had been in nursing since I was. I started working as soon as I graduated. I got my CNA, my certified nursing assistant, mm-hmm. while I was in Eugene, and I, I just worked at nursing homes to help pay for school, and then kind of just went that way. And so I really got familiar with you like geriatrics. Yeah, I really got familiar with geriatrics. Yeah, that's why she worked. liked these Longhorns. But we were talking about it the other day, and I don't remember who, but it was like, well, there's certain people that just fall in love with the, mm-hmm. with the population that they're I serving. Did. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, and I even got a hospice job later on. Oh, um, bless you. That. Wow. And I had the greatest charge, uh, charge nurses that were just really helped me, and I loved it. So that's why when I was... Um, I when I, I was like, I'm going to get back into geriatrics at some point because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but being in Texas, uh, they actually recruited me out of nursing school because I was bilingual, Spanish and English, and they needed to communicate with parents, and so they needed a lot of that, and I got recruited to work at That was the most scariest. I was like, I, I'm not... I don't have kids. I've never been really like a oh. kid person. So that was like, it was really. And they're kind of like old people. <laughs> In Tiny ways. old people. It's true. That is true. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, yeah, so that then I, it was super scary. I remember when I first started in hospitals, just like, because you're dealing with parents that are like, you know, everybody's sick, scared. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was. Yeah, and I really, I think just, I'm, I think I'm a nurse at heart, and I just ended up loving it, and I did great, and I became lead nurse, and it was just awesome. I ended up enjoying the job, just caring for people. The end. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then you were realizing that there's no good wine in Texas, so you're like, how do I fix this? Ah, yes. I shall make my own. (laughs) Yeah. So You got tired of drinking uh, Shiner Box. (laughs) Strawberry wine even? Nothing? Oh, I mean, there's plenty. In Austin, there's a hill country. So, yeah. There you are. Okay, so we're in Fort Worth. At some point, you come back here. Is yeah. this the next stop? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Um, so I just, yeah, I pretty much just went to, I was in Texas for a good eight years, eight, nine years. And then um, it came to the point my father managing the vineyard was just getting really um, hard for him to do. And then really just, uh, it was like the cost of it, pretty much. Like he kind of just called him and was like, yeah, so this is what's happening. And who knows? Maybe I'll just sell it. I was like, okay, dad. And then it just. You know, he doesn't oh. didn't like like out front like ask me to yeah. come and, and like, I'm probably like, gonna I'll probably sell it, it, which will make me super sad. But <laughs> that's how my dad is. Like almost all of our decisions that we like, even like going to school and our, our careers, he's just like always was really he was always pushed education on us because he wasn't able to finish school. He got pulled out of school when he was like twelve and to work on a farm in Mexico. Um, and so he always wanted us to finish school. So that was um, one of the things that. <clears throat> he always pushed and so he never ever like told us to do like one thing um but yeah so I just started thinking about it and I was like you know my parents sacrificed a lot uh, growing up um they bought this property in 96 and um yeah they they worked all of my I just they were a great example when we were younger of just my dad had two jobs at home nights for about 20 years, you know, seven days a week forever and to buy a property and 
So I, I just started thinking about it, and I know this property meant a lot to my dad. That was kind of his dream coming from Mexico. He wanted to have a farm. He wanted to have a ranch because that's what he had back in Mexico. So and he kind of achieved it. And so I was like, okay, I'll move back home. And so I came back here to good old Dayton, <laughs> 2014. Nice. 2014. Oh, okay. okay. right. yeah. Even in that time that you were gone, it changed not Dayton so much, but the area changed quite a bit. Yes. And the landscape and all that. Definitely. For, not that you hadn't visited, but. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw the vineyards popping up here and there. Obviously, the one that my father planted. We even told him. I remember the words that came out of my mouth. I oh. told him when he told him. He's like, no. I'm like, no, Dad. What are you doing? Oh, like, no. <laughs> Keep your sheep. And we're like, yeah. I was like, what? Because we, to be honest, my father didn't drink wine. He doesn't even drink alcohol. I was in Texas drinking shiners, yeah. not wine. You know? I get it. And <laughs> we were, it was, we weren't a wine family. So I was like, we don't even know how to take care of a vineyard. And I knew it required a lot of skill, but I was like, oh my gosh, you know, no. But once my dad gets something, he's one of those like dreamers. Like he wanted this, he bought that, he wanted to plant a vineyard, he did it. And so. That's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> he just wanted to make it happen. So now look. Yeah. This is amazing. I mean, it is amazing. So... Go dad. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool yeah. for but, them. But I mean, go you. Like, this wasn't what you this was not planned saw for yourself. All. And yeah. so we're seven years in since you moved back? Six years in? About, yeah. Eight, seven, eight years. Now. And yeah. how are you feeling about your decision? <laughs> <laughs> I had those moments when I first started. Because when I first moved back, I was still working as a nurse. My goal was to get my master's in nursing, so I was still taking classes, and then I was taking care of the vineyard, and I was actually like watching YouTube videos and learning how to take care of the vineyard. Oh my gosh. So it was got That's a bit... Jeremy learns all of our house stuff. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about there's it. There's everything on YouTube. I <laughs> really so is. much. You could learn so Thank much. Thank goodness for YouTube, really. <laughs> for me, it definitely was. And so it came to a point where I was like, I really needed to make a choice. I needed, because this was just like taking up more and more of my time. <laughs> with the goal of taking it over or just helping out at that or... point no at that point I was just still really trying just to help out and um trying just to manage all the expenses and to get grasp my mind around like what does labor cost for yeah. all of this and what is this going to take what... <laughs> exactly <laughs> every part of it <laughs> how much am I going to have to work how much am I going to have to pay yes that was kind of what do these vines even need <laughs> yes exactly that's kind of what I was like so the first, like, 2014 was, it was super hard. It was really rough. Um, and then I made it through that year, and then 2015 came around, and I was like, okay, I can't do the same thing I did in 2014, still working and learning and all that stuff. So um, I decided to focus all my studies and learning how to um, manage the vineyard because it requires a lot of attention. So um, <laughs> turns out. So, yeah. <laughs> so Chemeketa. Um, and I'm still taking classes, even if, cause sometimes they'll like bring up new classes and I'll still go and take like a class here and there just yes. to learn more. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. And most of those are at the Eola yeah, property. Down. That's such a cool space. Yeah. It's not yeah. that far from here. There's a just, yeah. Eola property? Schmecta has a whole viticulture. No way. Yeah. They have oh. their own campus. Good up, for that. Up in the hills of West Salem, yeah. Oh, well, that's brilliant. That's right. A lot of states don't have something like, especially community college level, like right. dedicated yeah. just to one industry like that. So brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they should. Excellent. <laughs> Go Shemek in a storm. So, when you come back, you're just managing the vineyard for your dad. The yeah. viticulturist. Exactly. A lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we learn, right? How everybody learns. So. Um, 
So in 2015, um, I was out here just, you know, doing my thing. And um, Stephen Carey, the winemaker from Yanhol Valley Vineyards, I don't know if you guys remember him or knew of him, um, he uh, decided to buy fruit from um, us here on the vineyard. And uh, during the year, just kind of talked to me about winemaking and did the barrel tastings. And that was the first time I ever did any of that. So um, he kind of at that time, I was like, there's no way. I still, I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting familiar with managing a vineyard, but there's no way I'm going to make wine. Like, still in my mind, I was like, no, this is still not happening. That's just like such a big jump. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> a couple more I mean, obviously, you've yeah. made it um, and successfully, but I'm like nervous. <laughs> right now, I'm like, what? what would I say? I'd be like, no, I can't. Exactly. I don't know anything. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? But he was very, he just really, he was really encouraging. Just really like, you know, you have your own vineyard. Why, why wouldn't you make your own one? I don't know how to, <laughs> but, um, so he, he, I kind of learned from a lot that 2015 year and then come 2016, <laughs> um, we, my brother met Chris Barnes that who's the winemaker at Christian Cellars and, um, we decided to sell him some of my fruit and, um, make some wine from, he's like, well, why don't we just start making some wine out of our, our fruit? And I was like, uh, okay, if you guys want to do that. So this is my brother's, you know, thing. I'm like, okay, sure. He's like, why don't you go up there and watch him? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? So I told Steve and I'll be, I'm going to be up at, um, and at Chris James this year. And it was kind of, this was 2016. And so I went up there. It's exciting, you know, watching the whole process and, um, made wine, just a small little thing. And then, um, started that really, really sparked my interest after that. So then here I am YouTubing, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're YouTubing now. So I'm YouTubing, like, how to make wine out of your garage, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how that started. And I was like, well, it really isn't that some big, huge, like, hard, difficult thing um, when you really just break it down. Um, so then... And I guess start small. Yes. Yes. Start small. Okay. Of course, you know. And, um, and then to come 2017, um, Stephen Carey, he was, um, becoming ill. He was battling cancer. And so he ended up passing away in, in 2017. So then in 2017, I was like, okay, I'm going to do what Stephen told me to do. I'm going to like really, really make wine because this is something that he's like, you can, you know, he was like, you can do it. Why not? I'm like, okay, really? Why not? Why can't I? So... <laughs> Um, I mean, I have the grapes. Yeah, yeah that's you're like, here. So. The grapes are here. <laughs> sure. That's what a lot of people don't start with. Exactly. Actually. Yeah, that's true. That's what he was saying. And he's like, there's so many people that don't, this is the hardest thing to obtain is the fruit. And I was like thinking about it. So, um, he planted the seed. He planted the seed. He definitely did. Um, and then 2017, I did a harvest, like a real harvest there, worked with Chris Barnes and like, really learned from him. And then come 2018 was the first vintage that I made for um, Alumbra Rosé. 2018, I kind of, we formed Alumbra and then um, um, launched it in August of 2019. So, and we, I just made um, 60 cases of rosé. It wasn't like a huge amount of anything. I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? Right. <laughs> and why rosé? 
Um, it was the fastest like turnover, and okay. um, Chris had been buying my fruit for rosé, and it was super delicious and darn good. So I was like, I'm gonna make some rosé for myself. <laughs> yes. And really, those like cases were just went to family. Like mm-hmm. the first, we made some in 2017 little bit and I just made it gave it to family and see if it was good Get and everyone's like this is a, yeah amazing like great you know and so then 2018 came around and we made a, a, more of it so that's to awesome. actually sell but we waited so we we made it we established a little bit 2018 and then um actually launched and sold and started selling it in fall of 2019 and that was just more of me because I was super scared to go out and sell my wine. Like, I haven't done any Well, it's a very personal yet. thing for you. I mean, you've literally done every single piece, and then you're like, okay. It's the hardest part is to sell wine. I'll tell who you wants to, yeah, who wants to buy my very hard work? <laughs> That's amazing. That's what they said at Marshall Davis, too, because he's like, I just make the wine. You have to do the hard part. His brother, brother has much. to sell it. It's yeah. The, the hardest part is selling the wine, and that was, yeah. And... I finally decided once I launched Alumbra Sellers to quit my job because I don't have to sell wine and do the whole marketing and do the whole thing. So, what year? That, that was, was last year. August, twenty nineteen, August of twenty nineteen. So it hasn't even been a full it's been a year and a half. Even year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. So. That's awesome. Cool for you. <laughs> your father is still around. Yeah, he is. Does he's he proud. like the wine now? Does he drink? He doesn't drink alcohol. Oh, so, yeah. Man, so I'm yeah. actually planning on making some Pinot Noir juice this year because, Ooh. believe it or not, my full-time employee here that works here and helps me in the vineyard, he doesn't drink alcohol either. Is Have that Raimundo? Of, yeah, that's Raimundo. <laughs> I love your Instagram because you really do go through like the whole process. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> they were, I know all these people. All yeah, right. they were just, they just pulled all of these um, twigs. No, there must be a fancier <laughs> vine. <laughs> but they were just on here talking about like the cold weather helps because they're not as brittle or no. Yeah, when it's be, like uh, the wetness. The wetness, yes. It helps to pull and like bend down in time because it's a lot more. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's great. Mm-hmm. If they don't follow your Instagram, they should because you really do go through. Maybe it's the YouTuber in you. Maybe. But you really, <laughs> I always watch. You really do go through. Like this is what's happening here right now, and it's so cool that you're out there doing it all. Maybe not cool for you, but cool for all of us. You're out there doing it all with them. And this is so cool to you see. You know, I don't think I'll ever leave the vineyard, no matter how much. But just because that's how I started. And that's, and I'm an, growing up in Oregon, I'm an outdoorsy person. So I do love camping. Oh. I love camping. I, love camping. I don't know what went, what went wrong. <laughs> and I love, I, I know, Mark is an errand. Yeah, Mark is an errand. Right <laughs> I blame you. So I don't my mind, vacations, mom and dad. I don't mind being outside at all. The, the, the hardest part for me in all of this is sitting at my computer and like, you know, Doing that business side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Responding to fucking podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these idiots that won't leave me alone. <laughs> are you going to ask what we're drinking? Yes. What are? What am I almost done with again? Yeah. <laughs> so this is my riesling. It's not the riesling. I don't have plant, planted. Well, I do have a little bit of baby vines planted here, riesling. But I bought it from um, Namaste Vineyards with Stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it is Namaste. Riesling in 2020. Um, so it's your first Riesling. It's my second Riesling. Second Riesling. I mean, How are you feeling about things? Um, with Riesling, I try to I try to make like one sweet wine, 
because a lot of my um, club members and customers are Latinos and we love spicy foods. And so this will pair well with the spicy food. Nice. So that's one of the reasons why I try to make my Rieslings a little bit more with a little bit more residual sugar in it. Okay. It's kind of hard trying to like gauge and stop the fermentation like right at to the sugar level that yeah. you want. So that's the hardest part of, yeah. of that. But yeah. I mean, I have no idea, but <laughs> it sounds hard. It sounds really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a nice Riesling. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. I love a Riesling. So I'm glad that people like in Oregon really enjoy making it because I can try so many different kinds. Yeah. So do you like dry? Or I usually go for like dry yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dry. Wine, humor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Five wines on the barrel here. Mm. So you have your rosé, you have your sparkling, and the Riesling that we just tried. And then, uh, so the Pinot Noir is all from your site as well? Yes. Um, so the rosé is 100% Pinot Noir from here, mm -hmm. and then the Pinot Noir, the estate, is from here, and then the last one is the uh, blend between my fruit and um, my Christmas. Oh, Christmas. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And you make your wine at his facility. Yes. Okay. So I got really, I've been really fortunate with, with Chris. So um, that he would teach me, first of all, um, the whole process and how to make wine. And he's a really, really intelligent guy and just um, really science-based and very um, structured in his winemaking, which really helps me. Whereas I am not like that at all. If it were just me, I totally see myself just, like, eliminating the whole, like, science part of it. But, um, <laughs> but I good have to one. learn with that, and then you can go wherever you yeah. want, right? so that's been awesome that he, and we fit really well, so it's just me and him working hardest, so um, the whole setup is great. I, you know, and I don't have to be in a shared space making my wine either, so I just could, like, you know, go into the winery and do my thing and I'll, you know, take care of his wine while I do my stuff. And it's, yeah. it's, it's I'm really fortunate and I'm glad I, I was able to meet him and just, and then overall in the whole business part too, launching Olympia Sellers, like Beth, him and his wife were really helpful and just advising on what to do. So they were, you know, Oregon, Oregon wine yes. industry just is the hospitality really and the yes <laughs> collaboration it is, that yes. happens. Yeah, it's super collaborative. That's what we always talk about. Like, it is very willing to help each other out. It really and, is. I yes. mean, I feel like I didn't haven't had it, you know, hard in trying to start this whole thing because Chris came. I mean, uh, Stephen came out of nowhere in the first my second <laughs> yeah. year here, and, and like really like kind of gave me hope. And like you know, for my after my first year, I was like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. But then Stephen came and just like really, really encouraged me to kind of look beyond just the vine. And so, um, and then I ended up meeting Chris and it was just like, you know, it, it all worked out. So it's really working out. Everyone's yeah. been really helpful. Yeah. That's awesome to have a mentor, especially a mentor with like a facility that's really great to use too. <laughs> yes. Uh, does he use your grapes still? Like, does he have like a wine under his label? With your um, stuff? Well, he has um, in the past. I think uh, this year he probably won't, but oh, previous years he's made um, the sparkling and uh, rosés out of uh, my fruit. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Are you still selling fruit or are you using it all for yours? No, yeah, we I sell. I only make, believe it or not, I only choose about 10 rows total out of these for my fruit. Yeah. So I still, I, I produce about 500 cases. Wow. We started out with 70, I mean 60, and it's been scary every time I do. <laughs> like this year with the rosé, I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want to make so much. Is it scary? <laughs> but it sounds like you still sell it out, yes? I have, yes. I did hire somebody in January as my regional sales manager. Oh, oh nice. I know. That's so, exciting. It is. It really was. Because I just couldn't do it all. Being in, in COVID, 2020, I did everything. I did everything. I did the tastings here. I would travel and sell my wine and do the shipping and packaging. That whole thing is just like a headache. Yes. <laughs> and so then I did a lot just myself. And so... I really managed the company well, and I was like, okay, I had to hire somebody. So my idea with Alumbra, like, there's definitely, like, room. I've gotten a lot of people wanting wine, like, across the state, you know, I mean, across the country. And I'm, you know, growing up in Oregon, of course, I'm environmentalist by birth here. So, yes. <laughs> um, like, my, I'm, I'm really conscious of, like, my carbon footprint and, like, shipping wine all the way across the United States. Like, how, like, I'm just, I can't even give it to everybody here. I might as well first you know, supply my local state and then maybe go to Washington and then California. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, that's nice. So it's eight, I do all of my Pinots 18 months, um, neutral barrel oak. And that is pretty much all I do. Mm -hmm. I really, for my single vineyard, I really um, just want to really try to express the site mm -hmm. and the vintage on it. I don't, so that's all I do. I really I really don't, I don't touch it and I don't do anything else to it. I like that approach. Just let, you know, you've done everything that you can here and yeah. now just let it express itself. And I think the reason why I do this for my single vineyards is because I work out here <laughs> and I just being out here all season and then when I get it in the winery, I'm just like, I, I'm not going to do anything else to you. I'm just going to let you do your yeah, thing. Like, I already did it all yeah. out there. Yeah. What more do you want from me? When are you working here too? Yeah, you do you. And just, yeah, yeah this is lovely. Nice. And it's mm -hmm. and so it's no sulfur either on this prior to bottling. And I think that's why it's like soft, has softened out a lot. And like yeah. the, and the softness really, of it yeah, is, the finish is really delightful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I definitely go for more of the um on my single vineyard on my estate wines are just really light um extraction a light pretty delicate you know it's kind of like that's your style that's my style for my estate for my like other fruit that i get because i did buy some other fruit um last year from other vineyards i kind of just it's like my almost my like my experimental <laughs> yeah wines that i do and try to just do i did a fun um Grenache this last year and I did a carbonic maceration on it and that was fun to do and just to kind of experiment with that. Are you happy with how it turned out? It was it's like a bubblegum kind of like aroma and it's a fun it's a fun wine it's like really like hot pink and purple colored hues to it and it's um and I'm bottling it in a clear glass and that's just kind of like a oh yeah this is my summer Cool red. Yeah, so that's kind of I was going for kind of that for my the Grenache because Grenache is a, it's a red a red grape but it has really light you know tannins to it and stuff and then the way I made it too as carbonic maceration is more of a 
different way to ferment. And so I did a whole cluster sealed um, uh, in a sealed tank and it just kind of fermented on its own. So and it brings out those like really fruity, um, kind of like bubble gumish, like yeah. gamay fun. style type of. And I like the wine. idea with that color from what it sounds like in a clear glass. That'll be, <laughs> that'll stand out. That's so, cool. We'll see. <laughs> I only made um, 40 cases yeah, of it. Just for the so wine club. Just for wine club. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, chill it for the summer. <laughs> yeah. So see what they say. So I make That's a lot cool. of little, yeah, I'm making a lot of, I make a lot of little lots like that just for wine club only. And so. Oh, join the popular. wine club. Get the <laughs> cool wine. It's okay. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what you did there. <laughs> They're your guinea pigs. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they don't mind. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny because even in like my description of like be part of my journey, you will, you know, it takes some experiments along the way because that's kind of what I'm doing. So yeah, see, you are very science based. <laughs> I figured Try out, you know, out. as an ex nurse, obviously the whole science kind of makes sense, and so I'm glad I have that background of chemistry. Your wine club members probably love that though because it's not a not something they would get at most places even if they're members somewhere else they wouldn't some of those places wouldn't even put out a wine that they wanted people to see what they thought you know yeah. what i mean like that you're willing to put it out there no i didn't even think about it that's probably true and i think you know what that comes from so like in my my rosé uh, my still rosé uh from the beginning of making it i've always left a little bit of residual sugar in it um and um it's been extremely popular and it sells out every year in like two months. And um, I wow, <laughs> I've gotten how a much lot is of left? Like, <laughs> like winemakers. This are will like, air on Friday. How much of your rosé is left? <laughs> I know. I know a lot of um, winemakers are like, you leave don't leave residual sugar, and you're like rosé. That's like not like the thing to do. And I'm like, I didn't grow. I grew up here, but I didn't grow up in the wine industry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. knowing all the like not to do and to do things or and I could care less like that wine I'm gonna buy I don't care try it who cares if it, ta- if it doesn't taste good if people drink it then they'll drink it if they don't they don't and I won't yeah. do that again yeah it's something like the whole like traditional wine making of like what you should and shouldn't do I yeah buzz off yeah don't, I don't <laughs> don't tell me how to do this this is my journey I'm, this is what I'm doing yeah whatever especially if you know that people like what you're doing why would you be like oh I wasn't supposed to do that whoops we're very lucky in this area to have such different locations to go definitely that's amazing people have celebrations and special dinners drinking your wine I know cool. I, I just, it's sometimes I think about it and I'm just like it's, it's still kind of like did not feel right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll just, yeah, I'll be walking out there and I'll just stop. Sometimes I'll just look out and I'll just, I'll really be like, what? What? How did this even make yes. out? No regrets. No, definitely not. Oh, there, sometimes I do, um, just coming from like a really humble home, you know, we were, I didn't come from a family with a lot of money. There's no like engineer or lawyer or doctor behind all of this, you know, which is really typical. It's been a lot of hard work and sleepless nights and doing this, but, um, and coming from a nursing background, I was really an advocate for like my Spanish speaker patients and like really community based. And, um, I was kind of missing that. I had a hard time connecting with other 
winemakers in the industry or just wine people in the industry. I didn't, I didn't have the same upbringing as most of them and just have a different perspective of life, I think, in general. And so um, you were talking about IE Boy. That's one of the things that really, I, that really help, has helped me um, kind of give me something to do with intention. Because a lot of the things that I have done, I try to do it with like a, an intention and a purpose and, and try to, in my life. And that's kind of the way I, I, I was brought up. I, so my parents always always gave a lot just within to their community. And um, growing up here in the farm, people would always stop by and ask my dad for work and he would always give them something to do. I just grew up that way. So I, I was kind of, you know, wanting to get back to my community. And so I'm glad that this IUPOI nonprofit organization yeah, Sorry. tell tell us more about that. Yes, please. <laughs> I love this. I love seeing all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I launched in 2019, August of 2019, and um, immediately Rich Smith from the Oregon Wine Archives um, kind of reached out to me to do an inter interview, and so I did an inter interview with him. Um, which was super scary and like they hate the video. So it's oh, like, no. so, like <laughs> God, I was, it was like the first interview I did and I was like, uh, I did not like it. But so Sophia Torres McKay, who was the owner and proprietor at Kumosi Vineyard, she saw that and reached out to me and um, they were in the process of launching that November, the first um, fundraiser for a boy. This is 2019. This is yes. 2019. Okay. Yeah. And so um, it immediately gave me, like, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course I'm going to do this. So it's a nonprofit organization that helps vineyard stewards out in the vineyard um, by offering them free education and furthering their education in like vineyard skills or wine industry skills. So it's, um, we partnered with um, Chemekina. So there's classes like once a week for the, the vineyard stewards and they learn more about like the physiology of the vine and what they're actually doing and kind of introduces them to a little bit more uh, mentoring. Raimundo's been working at Mountain Vineyards for 18 years, believe it or not. So he's like, he knows what he wants to do and he doesn't want to leave there because he's really comfortable and even though I'm always trying, and he doesn't drink alcohol, so that makes it really, you know, hard to encourage him <laughs> in it. the wine side of life. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of them that you know, have been out in the vineyards working for, you know, 18 plus years and um, this are really knowledgeable. This is specifically focused on Latino. Well, yeah, specifically vineyard workers and which is most of them are all Latinos. So, yeah. Okay. so yeah. So if you're, it's for vineyard um, stewards that work in the vineyard um, and that want to kind of further their career or just, you know, if they're interested in another, like, Another side, um, another side of within the wine industry, because mm -hmm. so, they have a lot to offer. When you know, once we start picking their brain about vineyards and what they see out there, it's like they're out there. They're out there. <laughs> they're doing it. They're, out they're there. seeing everything, exactly. and they see how it changes from one week or a day to the next day. Yeah, so that's why we're kind of, kind of doing this, and so it kind of just gave me a reason to get back to my community, get back to my vineyard stewards here, and. Gave me more of like a purpose within this wine industry of you know instead of just you know selling wine. That's just kind of how. What an awesome organization. My, my brain works and. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this um this first graduating class 
then, how many people were in that? So eight students graduated. Eight students, and so this is through, this is not through Chemeketa. It's not through Chemeketa, but Chemeketa lets us use like their facility, they have that huge auditorium like you were saying, you have group conferences there. So they let us use um, their facilities um, to be able to teach this. So these students applied, yes, mm -hmm. to this program, and then they spent a year um, it's two terms. So we try to do it the beginning of the year, January until April, just because um, the vineyard work gets I was going to say, more. you have to time. <laughs> we do. We still need people here. <laughs> so we really had to like figure out what season to do mm -hmm. that in because um, unfortunately vineyards just keep growing like all the time. <laughs> all the time. Stop it. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So what are the pieces that they get to work through? The first term is a lot of vineyard-focused stuff, and then um, the wine-making procedure. Believe it or not, even though they didn't live here, a lot of them don't know the wine-making part because they've never been into a winery or I a mean, cellar. I worked in a tasting room so. for lots of years before I had a clue as to, like, what are you guys doing today? <laughs> do back here. And I'd be like, oh, yep, yep, but... Without all those pieces laid yeah. out together, yeah. And that kind of relates to their actual job that they're doing. So this is the reason why you make this choice out in the vineyard for this type of wine or mm -hmm. why they pick it for sparkling or, you know, rosé or red. So that pretty much covers, like, the vineyard and the winemaking part. And then the second term, it goes into, like, different professions that the wine industry offers. So, like, say they have so because some work in the vineyard and also have worked in the cellar. So they do have a little bit more familiarity with the winemaking part. And then the second term, we, we just kind of describe the different jobs within the wine industry. And we have a lot of, um, we visit a lot of the different oh, um, nice. wine, uh, vineyards and wineries mm -hmm. around the Willamette Valley. And we have different speakers from the industry as well. And just talk about different positions, harvest intern positions and stuff like that. So, so is the goal that they then yeah uh, decide what they're into and move kind to of, a different kind of so so some are really interested in um, moving on to the winemaking part or just you know into other you know tasting rooms and things like that but um the the goal is pretty much to try to get them to think about their education and further their education that's the main goal here because a lot of them are just really stuck in the vineyard and don't have that time to go and further their education because education is power and that's amazing. even if they don't want to do winemaking or not just being exposed to education and being able to go to a community college and yes. see that and get familiar with that so we also they have to, also have to register through Chemeketa so that first step is like we they're registered in Chemeketa and so now they can yeah, you're already register. a student you can register easily <laughs> now and go beyond um so that's the main goal of them just getting their like, a foot into the whole education world. I sit on the board, um, but I'm really more involved in the education committee. I'm also the facilitator. So I go, I join the students um, in class. You're more in it with them. Yeah, I, I also interact with them. Yeah. Try to encourage them. Rewarding. I know, I was so excited the first time we were coming, and I'm so really going, it's so cool. It really is, we were really, I mean, because the first class actually started January 2020, and and it overall, just, I think it will help out, the, you know, more diversity in the industry. I mean, being Latina, of course, in the wine industry, you know anybody before. Yeah. I, I knew your typical 
older white male yeah. <laughs> winemaker. Yes. I mean, not saying anything to say, you have yeah, really been my mentors. I'm so glad as soon as I launched, I was able to meet these people and make more of my wine making like uh, purposeful. And, and yeah, I'm super happy that I was able to find them here. It's always good. Networking is always good. <laughs> but then to find a group that you can relate to so well. Like she says, the old white dude still helped her out, but it's, yes. still, nice to, it's still nice to find the people It's that nice you're to diversify. To, exactly. They're more like friends, you know, with yeah. Christina and Sophia. And you, well, Juliana, I went to high school with her. Oh. Yeah, this is his wife, Juliana. Oh. Um, Ian, um, surprisingly, uh, we both graduated from Peyton 01. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, but it's Is she, she's in the wine industry? She still tried to, has continued um, the With Guillen, um, Guillen family wines. Oh. Um, she's continued it and um, just hoping um, to keep it um, alive for her son um, if he wants to take over it. Oh, so but cool. yeah, sweet. So when we kind of get together, we don't really, I mean, we just drink wine and sure, chat, right? Yeah, we don't talk, sometimes we'll talk like about wine yeah. making, sometimes but sometimes shop talk. <laughs> but you, know? you could, if you needed something, like reach exactly. out to them, of course. But yeah. otherwise, it's just like a place where you can, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm glad I have that. I'm glad you have it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, old white dudes are okay, but <laughs> <laughs> after a while. <laughs> yeah. After a while. I don't know how to finish that. <laughs> but <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> That's yeah, how you I mean, finish it. Everybody knows. It's fine. It's fine. I'm great. Yeah. You've made yourself cry. <laughs> great. Here, I'm gonna have you guys try this last so so you could see the compare the difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So So this has <laughs> your grapes half Chris James. Is it and half could, and half? Half and half, yeah. Okay. So, and you can really tell by the... Is he in Yamhill Carlton? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yamhill Carlton. And he just um, opened up his tasting room downtown. That's exciting. No, it's not just. We just haven't been. Well, yeah, we haven't been out. So. <laughs> That's true. We don't do that much, but yeah. But it hasn't been too long, right? It's uh, December. December. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and they just had out. Well, of course, it's been mm-hmm. winter. Yeah, it was just outdoor seating, so they just opened up for the. Yeah, it's a really cool place. So this is my. <laughs> it's called Mezcla, which is in Spanish blend. So it's a blend of vineyards. Um, blend of my vineyard here, and then a blend of um, Old Wagon Road Vineyard, which is in Yamhill Carlton, ABA. So it's more. Has a little bit more tannins in it and just a little bit more of a bolder pinot than my estate. Also nice. Both 2018. Really nice. Yeah. Both 2018. And same process. Same process on my barrels. Um, Chris kind of did something a little bit different with his pinot fruit. Um, he let it ripen like really, really well and got higher um, bricks on it. So higher sugar on it. So really more fruit on the nose and so his fruit kind of stands out more kind of overpowers my my delicate the soft yeah so yeah that mm, will probably kind of fade in over time I would imagine like as it ages yes so 
that's another thing. My estates won't age for very long. I think like five years might be like maybe four years is the max. It's just because I don't sulfur them a lot. And oh, I yeah. Don't. Um, whereas my blends, I'm um, so my mescla um, or that will be more of like my ageable Pinot that I'm planning on. So when I bottle them, like my estate's like ready to drink and drinkable and more approachable than my mescla. Okay. okay. Well, both are beautiful. Really like that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. <laughs> this has been awesome. And you're out here freezing for us. I know. Yeah. Sorry. It's getting colder. <laughs> it I is going away. away. That cloud definitely has not moved for a while. So. <laughs> Yes, we should probably yeah. open up there. Yeah, let her go. <laughs> She's literally sitting in a blanket. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to bring people here. Yeah, um, in the summer, we I got really lucky and met an amazing chef who came out here for a tasting last year and wanted to partner with me to do pop-ups. So we did a few pop-ups last year for dinners. Cool. So one of my visions that I have for Alumbra, because in the Willamette Valley, um, you know, we all have uh, charcuterie boards and like paninis and those kinds of things. And I wanted to do more of what, like, more of my Mexican roots on on the things that I share. And so she's a Mexican chef and like does a twist on things with like Mexican ingredients and and it's just amazing. And she cool. she like fits so well in like my vision that I had. I'm like, how did you just come out of nowhere? Keep <laughs> having these what awesome these meetings that <laughs> work out for you. Okay. I know. I that's why I think about it, and I'm like, okay, like how it's my part has been like really just kind of working, and like you know, the universe and God has just kind of just put these people in my path. Absolutely. Like, All right, let's do this. And okay, like right when I feel like like oh my god, I'm I, I don't know if I want to do this. Then, like, something else happens. I'm like, okay, I'll just continue yes. this. I'll just, and I'll do that. <laughs> a little yeah. spark to be like, no, 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 no. You're where you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I think I really need that reconfirmation. And so I think, yeah, it's been working out. So, yeah, so we're, I'm excited for those. Okay, well, <laughs> I think it's more than working out. Uh, yes, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> these wines are great. And even if you're not in the wine club, you can come visit in the summer, maybe, hopefully, possibly. Check it out on alumbrasellers.com. Yep. Okay, perfect. perfect. So that's how they can reach out to you? Is it via email? Yes. Call? Okay. There is a contact us, like, form at the end of, when you scroll down on our website. You can okay. Contact us that way or um, on via direct message on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook as well. And what's your Instagram handle? That is, it's not Alumbra Seller, so it's um, alumbra.oregon. That's right. All right, alumbra.oregon. Is yes. that Facebook as well? Yes, okay. Facebook as well, yeah. Great. Perfect. So people can okay. find you. Alumbra. Dang it. Yes. Alumbra. Alumbra. Stop it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what else? Anything else you want to yeah, talk about? Yeah, anything that you want to add? Um, thanks for Jeremy and, um, oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, I love it, giving him a shout out that he got me connected with you guys, yeah, thank me. you, Jeremy, but thank you, you guys so are the first ones, like, you know, having a tasting in the, the 
tents so. in the rocking um, chairs. Yes. In the rocking chairs. So oh. I hope you guys like it. It's so uh, cool. It's the best. <laughs> when people are here for a tasting, they go through these five. Yes. Okay. We will. Awesome. The uh, sorry, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is wrong. So the mescla is club members only because okay. I pretty I only have like five cases left of that. Oh, so nice. I okay. feel extra special. Now. Yes, so, it was so good. Um, yes, but the other four you can, and then um, of course club members have like the the wine I was just telling you guys about for Nosh. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Other ones that I'm going to be bottling um, at the end of the month. Definitely. Okay. So you taste through the four. Um, and you can be here, you can be in the vineyard. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for letting us hang out oh, with you this yeah. afternoon. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for coming out. So nice to finally meet you after we were like, <laughs> I know. Yes. I'm glad you guys were able to make it out and it wasn't, you know, raining or anything. It's not pouring. Yeah. Nope. A little breezy. And super windy. I was afraid it was going to get super windy, but no, it was calm down. Still got some great views. Yes. This is an awesome spot, awesome wine made by an amazing person who's just making dreams happen. So. It's really not that off like the main road. So. No, it's right here. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you just have to Bye. know that it's here <laughs> and look around because apparently that's what I missed. <laughs> yeah, for a few years. Okay, so you cannot go visit her yet unless you're part of the wine club. But soon, when the sun comes out, you'll be able to go enjoy the porch and the rocking chairs. Yes. Um, I would definitely say follow her on Instagram. She's alumbra.oregon. A-L-U-M-B-R-A. And uh, you can also check out their website, which is alumbrasellers.com. Do some shopping, get some wine, and try it out that way too. And she's going to be putting out info on those dinners coming up also. And so you might be able to snag a spot to one of those if the wine club doesn't fill them all up. So that sounds so cool. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And if, I mean, shoot, if you try out a few wines, you love it, you can join the La Familia Vino Club. Um, They have a couple different wine clubs in there. So you could be getting eight to 16 bottles a year from Alumbra. Yeah. And you'd get to try all those experiments she does. You'd be a guinea pig. I definitely would be interested in trying. So I don't know. Might happen. I might become a part of the... Familia. Oh, we're going to end up members of all these places. All the places. Yep. All of the places. <laughs> but yes, do follow Alumbra's Instagram. It is fun. It's one of my favorites. I really love to see the process on there. She does a great job. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. So also, um, Carly, should they follow us on Instagram? Of course they should be following us on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, I'm not sure who you're following at this point. But we are at Crushing It Podcast. And it's all good fun about our adventures and what we are seeing when we go to these awesome places. So check it out.
Yep. And as stuff starts opening up more, we'll be able to venture out more too. So summer should be fun. Oh gosh. I can't <laughs> Sorry summer. to bring it up. Get me out of everything. I need summer. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Hey, and you can email us still crushing it. WV at gmail.com. It's been great connecting with some people on there. And Carly, gosh, we've had a, a few extra ratings on Apple Podcasts. So have we? Yeah, we have. Oh, nice. Don't worry. We're solid five stars now. Oh, thanks, everybody. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Oh, and before we forget, go check out information about Voy. It is such a cool organization. Their website is aivoyoregon.org. And so you can find out all the information on there about um, the nonprofit that is working to empower vineyard stewards. And um, if you're interested in becoming a student, if you are a vineyard steward, you can also apply on there. But they're doing really cool things. They've only had that one graduating class go through. So I'm sure it's going to continue to grow and make a difference. Yeah, big time. Check it out to volunteer, to donate, to do any of those things. Um, you can join us on our next adventures. We're going to go visit No Men Wines. Woohoo! Yes, I'm very excited about this. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, if we get some more uh, nice weather, want to do some walktails pretty soon? Yeah, we're way overdue. And we have some people that want to join. So now we're going to have like a gang. I like it. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Look out, McMinnville. Oh, man. You know the suburban walktail gangs. <laughs> suburban walktail gangs.